This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to another episode of the SOS show. I'm your host Suchita and I hope you guys are keeping yourself well as well you can get. But that's good enough. Uh, this too shall pass. So we've been talking about how lockdown uh, can affect the mental health of a person and specifically related to OCD which is obsessive compulsive disorder and we spoke about it in detail in episode number 36 with Hovi Bhagwagar. So do go check that out as well. And continuing the thought on OCD, you know, I happened to get uh, a call a couple of weeks back from a friend who was telling me about certain symptoms that he was going through uh, on a daily basis and he was wondering if he has OCD as well. So we thought we'll get a couple of next episodes which is about OCD, about the treatments, about the therapy. So this week we have with us Vartaman Jain who's a working professional. He's an ex-Uber and currently is working uh, with a startup in space out of Bangalore and he's sharing his experience on the OCD that he was diagnosed with. So of course there are different kinds of OCDs. Uh, the internet definition of OCD is the unreasonable thoughts and fears which become obsessions which lead to the compulsive behavior that a person goes through. And the different forms of OCDs that have been classified is the checking OCD where a person constantly checks to contamination OCD, to mental contamination, to hoarding OCDs where a person consistently holds things and intrusive thoughts on which this episode is based on. Hi Vardhaman, welcome to your podcast, The SOS Show. Thanks Uchita, thanks for having me. Vardhaman, I happened to find you on the net. Uh, I, I got this clip of yours, you were talking about your OCD story. And I became very curious to know more about OCD. And lately, I've also been getting some, uh, you know, calls regarding OCD where a friend is perhaps suffering from it, but he's not very sure if he has an OCD. So obsessive compulsive disorder. So Vardhaman, tell me, how did you find about OCD, uh, that you had OCD? What was the beginning of that journey? Sure. So to give you some background, right? So hmm. before uh, 2017, uh, when I was diagnosed with OCD, I did not have any uh, mental health issues as such, right? Mm-hmm. And as a kid also, I, I had a very fairly good childhood. Uh, there was nothing that, uh, you know, impacted me or, uh, uh, or during the childhood that resulted in this uh, OCD. Uh, so what happened, what, what started happening was I had a panic attack episode in uh, January, 2017, uh, which, which was basically a regular panic attack where my heart, my heartbeat, uh, just went through the roof. And this is where I was in Kerala for mm-hmm. a wedding. Uh, and this was right after my wedding. Okay, so so I just I just I'm just I'm just interfering here. Panic attack right after your wedding and your heartbeat went up the roof. Uh, something triggered it, or it was just just happened on your or, or you were panicked about your wedding. Uh, no, so okay. uh, not panicked about my wedding, but <laughs> I don't... people people panic, you know, with their weddings, yeah. and their weddings as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, no, I really had a good time in my wedding, but I think okay. uh, it was just. Uh, I, do, I think it was a usual panic attack. Uh, lack of sleep was one for sure. Okay. Uh, and uh, not eating properly as well. Uh, and then uh, uh, the panic attack uh, lasted about uh, close to an hour. 
uh, and then uh, the heartbeat just went through the roof right and then uh, what happened from there till october 2017 is a series of things one is i started uh, thinking about my health very very seriously uh, and started checking my heartbeat a lot i always used to have these thoughts that i might get a heart attack because my heartbeat is uh, through the roof i became much much more anxious i started getting lot of uh, acid reflux and uh, you know gerd curd uh, kind of symptoms in my body and i started visiting doctors more often than i have visited during my entire life tech so mm-hmm. 2017 was one of those phase where i was just uh, visiting doctors again and again body health checkups uh, visiting uh, you know uh, specialists in acid reflux etc and then after this this was going on it reached a point where it impacted my mental health uh, mm-hmm. where i realized that uh, i'm getting thoughts of uh, killing myself these are intrusive thoughts that i might do something to myself this is for example if i used to look at a knife i am uh, i used to get a thought that okay i'll pick up the knife and kill it if i'm in the balcony i used to think that okay i might jump off uh basically i thought this is a, just a one off incident and mm-hmm. this is this is not a a loop it is not a thought which is in the loop then uh, when this uh, became a loop and it started impacting uh, uh, me emotionally there was a lot of crying that used to happen i became very disengaged uh, with uh, with my wife and at my work mm-hmm. uh, so then i actually decided to speak to my wife about this and be very open that okay i am getting th- these thoughts this is this is where my emotions are and i think i should see someone and mm-hmm. should not delay this mm-hmm. so the heartbeat was pushing through the roof and that that point did you call somebody speak to a doctor how did you manage that that that's one and second when your you know thoughts started coming the recurrent thought of killing yourself uh you know when you saw a knife or you were standing in a balcony did you think it was like perhaps if you could just do some plain meditation your mind would come under control yeah so to for your first point uh, luckily i was with a group of family members who who were managed to control the situation there who were able to calm me down and mm-hmm. uh, i did not have to take a medicine at that point of time so mm-hmm. uh, i had close to 8 to 10 people who were managing me and they were like okay calm down right so mm-hmm. i think it just uh, fizzled fizzled out after a point of time and the next morning i was just uh, i just kept thinking about that uh, you know what really happened uh, about you know why did i get this mm-hmm. i did not uh, speak to a doctor or a therapist at that, that point of time to be very honest mm-hmm. uh, because i thought it's just a one off thing and uh, you know we'll see if this pattern continues on your second point uh, no i never thought that meditation might help i was uh, basically working out a lot for sure at that point of time but it was not helping mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i decided that it, this is much more serious than just meditation because mm-hmm. uh, it started impacting me on a day to day basis mm-hmm. uh, which i don't think uh, uh, which i uh, personally that meditation could have solved so it started impacting your work life and you Uh, you know when you're in office you were working and also of course your personal life yeah yeah so i was giving you one example if i'm sitting in a meeting yeah i uh, started getting these thoughts and i start mm-hmm. checking the symptoms uh, mm-hmm. on google 
that why am I getting these thoughts? Mm-hmm. And uh, what is the cure for this, etc. So while I'm in a meeting, I'm doing the killing thoughts, thoughts yes. to kill yourself. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, With no trigger, nothing at all. No trigger. Okay. There's no trigger. There is no uh, uh, anxiety or uh, something like that. Uh, and uh, there was there's absolutely no nothing happening in my life in terms of uh, financially, economically, emotionally, uh, family. Uh, there was there is absolutely nothing that I uh, that you know uh, triggered something which is something very very serious. So that was uh, so I was not able to understand it. Why is this happening to me? Uh, okay. Yeah. So then you decided, you told your wife yeah, and then you decided that you need to see a doctor. You mean doctor say, psychiatrist or psychologist? Yeah, so this is where we went wrong. Um, so the, we directly went to a psychiatrist. Uh, and uh, uh, where I went to the psychiatrist, I told her about the situation uh, mm-hmm. that this has been going on since uh, January after the panic attack. And then this is when the acid reflux kicked in this is my lifestyle. Uh, this is what I do. Uh, mm-hmm. this is when I got married, uh, the no past history. And then she was digging deep on my family and just to find patterns, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she explained me, this is OCD. And then she had prescribed me just plain medicines about eight to 10 medicines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said that you take this and you'll be fine. Yeah. So, and then uh, I, uh, my wife was like, okay, you know, you need to take this and let's just get done with it. But uh, luckily, luckily, I had a very, very good friend of mine who was, who is a doctor and mm-hmm. I wasn't, uh, I was in touch with him uh, uh, that time. And we used to speak to him very, very often about uh, my situation. And this is what they have prescribed. And he happened to know certain therapists and psychiatrists in his community, his friends mm-hmm. and colleagues. Mm-hmm. And he told me, please don't take this. Uh, this is your situation is not that serious. This is absolutely, she has elevated the situation without mm-hmm. understanding your problem. So let's mm-hmm. not, let's, I would avoid uh, you taking this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I moved on to a much more uh, better approach of a mixed combination of a therapist and a psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, and that is when I decided to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, that uh, my first session happened. And mm-hmm. then I, then basically the, uh, the whole process started that, okay, how do you, how do we treat you? Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, how I really want to study you as a person. And mm-hmm. it took, took about, I would say three to four sessions for her, uh, to understand, uh, uh, my lifestyle, my, uh, my family, my emotions, my current, uh, current job, everything. So mm-hmm. it took about three to four sessions just to get, uh, you know, for her to get me comfortable about uh, this situation. And then she explained me just like you explain a kid uh, when you draw and explain like a math, math problem. She explained mm-hmm. the exact same way that, uh, you know, this is OCD. This mm-hmm. is how it happens. This mm-hmm. is how it triggers. This is where it starts from. Very common. And that's when the exact revelation happened. After speaking to the first psychiatrist, I did not believe that I had OCD. I'll, I'll be honest to you. Mm-hmm. When I spoke to her, uh, my, my therapist, I was uh, fortunate enough that she could explain me in a very, very positive way and a very, very formal way saying, this is what you have and this is very common. Let's just accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. So your OCD uh, primarily was about the thought. It was a thought OCD. It, 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 so that thought was getting converted into any other form 
or was it a thought acd where you constantly thought about harming yourself a constant thought about harming myself uh, it did not impact me physically at all uh, i did not lose or gain weight or, or whatever it was physically i would say just tremors uh, in terms of shaking hands etc and okay. uh, getting scared of balcony when it was peak anxiety or uh, getting scared of knives uh, uh, okay. but nothing physically i would say but much more in the it's in the head but it's not out there in the body okay so so what did the doctor say like in terms of the psychiatrist say or therapist say in terms of treating you when you went to them i mean what what were their thoughts were there like a long uh, list of medications uh, was it like uh, leaving your job mm-hmm. what was it yeah so uh, i think uh, one thing uh, 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 what i find what i what i actually discovered about myself visiting her was mm-hmm. i am usually and generally a very uh, uh uh a fast paced person that means my speed of thought is anyway very very fast uh, as a child mm-hmm. uh so i usually uh, tend to do things much more faster mm-hmm. and new and have a habit of taking very impromptu decisions mm-hmm. uh and uh, maybe there is some this is something that came out to me as a surprise but i remember as a kid i had mm-hmm. a serious serious uh, bed wetting issues Mm-hmm. uh till about i would say uh i was about 11 10 or 11 and uh, i used to get scared at night of going to the washroom uh, as a kid so i had that sort of anxiety and uh, anxiousness and when i started explaining this to her she sort of related back to you know this is this is just that you are a anxious person from a personality perspective Mm-hmm. right and the ocd is just a high level of anxiety that is causing you to think much more about yourself that you might harm yourself so that was one correlation that i could think of and we were able to draw in that first session that when we met mm-hmm. uh post that when uh, i met her uh, she explained me uh, ocd etc there was no there was absolutely no discussion of medicines she didn't tell me anything that you should ha- you have to quit your job uh, or you have to uh, take a break or take a leave she mm-hmm. actually told me something very opposite she uh, she told me that uh, you need to keep your mind really busy and uh, if possible please uh, uh, either take a holiday or go out or uh, meet new people as uh, you know uh, as uh, you know as often as you can and avoid alcohol and smoking uh, etc Uh, because mm-hmm. that triggers anxiety uh, as well so after the, your medication started what mm-hmm. month so you have been on medication for 3 years now you're still on medication yes i'm still on med- medication so uh, till 20 since i started my medication in 20, late 2017 october so after my four sessions okay this is the same medications continuing till now the medications have changed uh no so the medications dosage ha- has been changing very frequently okay. not frequently mm-hmm. but uh, uh because uh, this, there is a correlation between you know how you feeling and medication right so mm-hmm. sometimes what happens is when i'm feeling really really calm and everything is going smooth mm-hmm. then i advise him that uh, can you please reduce the medicine and mm-hmm. the dosage of it who wants to take medicine right so i just yeah. i just keep pushing him and my psychiatrist is kind of a very uh, a very helpful and a very funny person and he keeps telling me that you know if this is not harming your body and it is actually i'm not seen any side effects till now 
then okay. why why do you really want to avoid taking it consider this as part of your food and just mm-hmm. take it right that's his decision and uh, we i also had a discussion multiple multiple times and i have pushed him a lot that i really want to get rid of medicines and he has refused it blindly he 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 cannot take that risk with me so just because of my personality and the anxiousness i have so mm-hmm. i'm uh, i'm i'm on uh, uh, meds related to ssris uh, which releases serotonin which is the happy drug uh, as you say and it comes yeah. down uh, i am currently on a 150 uh, mg dosage i started off with a 50 dosage in october 2017 uh, moved to 100 and i was uh, on a 100 uh, dosage for about 2 years uh, during covid uh, because of what's happening around us my anxiety mm-hmm. really increased my ocd kicked in really really badly and i had to call him and tell him that this has been happening and he told me to increase the dosage uh this is a very uh, short term thing so do not worry about it and another medicine that i am i always always carry with me in my wallet it's there in my wife's wallet as well uh, uh called clonotril which is clonazepam it basically calms me down uh, and it numbs my brain i tend to forget all the thoughts in the sense uh, you will not get any thought at all you become zapped okay uh, i take a very 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 small dosage a 0.25 only on sos basis so i take it about like i i would say twice a year or thrice a year whenever mm-hmm. there is an episode of anxiety so vardhman uh, so okay just to put this disclaimer out here this medications are only specifically for vardhman and they're not supposed to be used for general people who are hearing the <laughs> yeah <laughs> conversation yeah, and okay they say ki let's just go and you know do our own <laughs> medication so this is not for <laughs> everyone uh, no so, i have a prescription so uh, yeah. i i would really advise your listeners to uh without uh, i mean they will not get it without any prescription but even if they do i would really really avoid uh you know i, I would advise them to not to take it without uh, seeking medical help absolutely so covid increased your ocd and you became very anxious yeah um did you did you did you think that why did why did you become very anxious during these times was it the uncertainty of things what were your thoughts I think various thoughts uh, mm. right so uh, I think one was obviously when it started out then uh, when the government announced the lockdown my first immediate thought was I might get it okay and uh, mm. uh, you know and then uh, I had to really calm myself down that you know this is absolutely fine mm-hmm. uh, second thought was uh, that uh, around my ability to meet my parents or mm-hmm. ability to meet someone i do not have the ability to go out that is something that was bothering me uh that you know um what's happening at home in delhi and if i have to meet a friend i'm not able to meet my friend or my sister in bangalore so mm-hmm. this is something that i i'm not liking it and i am a little outgoing and social person so i just want to meet someone even though i have i i mean i am very fortunate that i had my wife with me all the time so mm-hmm. that was something so that was both second thing that was bothering me third was obviously every everyone which uh, is thinking about is the economic certainty that uh, might lose uh, you know that uh, how will it impact me economically uh, you know uh, what if my savings die down completely uh, yes. you know uh, but i uh, being uh, i always have this thing where i keep telling my friends and even my family that uh, whenever uh, i keep I keep thinking about myself in terms of economic certainty uncertainty i always think about the migrant workers 
that you are way way better off than that you have a roof you are getting three meals uh, yeah. and you are just way way better off so let's is just a phase this will pass on so th- mm-hmm. that's something that i always go back to and related to that uh, you are very fortunate and you are very lucky so mm-hmm. do not uh, complain about it mm-hmm. so these are the things that was generally uh, covid related uh, uh, anxiety that i had uh, and all obviously you know the who wants to be stuck in your uh, you know you know stuck inside the house uh, all the time right i, I even yes. bangalore is open now how long can you just uh not meet people how long can mm. you keep roaming around with a mask all the time yes uh, yeah and there are True. Small, yeah so small small things like you know i really enjoy going for my gym classes i'm not able to do that everything you have to do online and inside your house yeah in that's the community factor is completely gone yes that 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 was not something that i really did not like and increased my anxiety yes sure varman tell me uh, tell me about your partner and tell me how should people deal with their partners when they discover something like an OCD and you found out about your OCD right after your marriage. So um, how was it that did you tell her, you know, uh, what was her reaction? How do you guys work it out? Yeah. So uh, it was not the best times for both of us, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, basically I, uh when i started getting these symptoms i basically took her out for a walk i remember 2 am or 3 am and i just told her this is what i'm feeling and i really really want you to help me out here um because uh, i am i am not in a position to figure out solutions here uh and i do not want you to tell my parents as of now uh because they will panic unnecessary let's just figure things out and then speak to them mm-hmm. uh so she understood let's just figure this out on our own and once we are certain that what's going on let's inform them okay right? so that's when i became i was very honest and frank i mean obviously you have to be with your partner and mm-hmm. then i was very honest with her and she was very very supportive did she know what was ocd did she, did she know the word yeah she was aware okay. she was aware and uh, like every other human being on planet we googled the symptoms and we found out that this is intrusive thoughts or ocd and uh, this is not your which one common ocd everyone keeps saying that you keep your keep washing your hands regularly no there are different different types of ocds right so i have a intrusive thought ocd which okay. does not impact me physically so this is what i had and then i was honest uh, with her interestingly what happened that time was uh, i got an opportunity to move to sri lanka as part of my job mm-hmm. and uh, that is uh, and uh, i wanted to discuss with my therapist and my psychiatrist that should i take this or not mm-hmm. uh, because i don't know how will this impact me mentally because i was supposed to go alone without my wife uh, and stay in sri lanka for about 3 to 4 months mm-hmm. and uh, so i went to my therapist and i told her this is happening uh, they are sending me there mm-hmm. uh, this is this is uh, not a forced decision they they are asking me for my my call that whether i want to take this or not Mm. and my therapist really really pushed me that please take this this is going to be really great for you mm-hmm. right and you will you will come out much much more stronger mm-hmm. and you will you will really enjoy your time there uh, and uh, rediscover yourself more please take it my wife on the other hand was much more anxious because he, she was like how are you going to manage by yourself alone mm. right so i remember you know just before taking the flight she was just way too anxious and very emotional about it Mm. but then when i reached there and uh, started taking care of myself uh, and i was in the hotel and i had a so i had all the amenities etc so she 
uh and then you know i was i just told her that you know this is working out this is i'm feeling much more better uh, and uh, i'm discovering new things i'm going out alone meeting new people uh, anyway sri lanka is a very uh, touristy destination so i had a i had a chance to discover a lot of new things so mm-hmm. i spent much more time alone and it became much more self aware so that led to actually calming me down and uh, uh, it became it became not ocd did not became better but it's just that i got engrossed to the country and the city and then uh, you know i continued with my daily daily routine and life and so what at what point did you tell your parents about it so um and did they know what you were talking about did you know the term ocd so i'll tell you so what happened was uh, i uh, i till i think i think about an year so they were not aware about my medicines and they okay. were not aware about uh, what i was going through mm-hmm. uh, and i used to hide the medicines from them uh, okay. only my sister and my brother in law a uh, couple very close friends and obviously my wife were aware about the situation mm-hmm. my, one day my dad found out about my medicine mm-hmm. and uh, he googled it and he found out that this is ssri and then he uh, then he basically spoke to my wife that why is he taking all this and uh, just as a standard parent uh, he said that uh, you know this is all in his head nothing is happening to him and i told mm-hmm. him and, and i could not i basically ignored the conversation i just told him that you know i i was very upfront and honest saying that uh, if something is prescribed to me by by a psychiatrist i'm just going to take that and not listen to you so mm-hmm. i'm continue i'm going to continue taking this mm-hmm. and uh, but till date they do not understand that why am i taking these medicines mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they know about my therapy that i go for a therapy sessions even i push my mom to do it mm-hmm. as well but mm-hmm. uh, medicine is something obviously uh, they do not like the fact that uh, you know he at this young age mm-hmm. is taking one medicine every day uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, is going to stay with him for a lifetime so they do not like this fact Mm-hmm, sure and what about your professional life what about your office you know do, do you think that uh, anybody who has been diagnosed with ocd or any form of ocd should inform their office and see how they what's the professional scene like are they more accepting uh, clearly depending on the depending on your uh, company and your scenario mm-hmm. uh, i and how uh, you know how open are you with your manager Uh, okay. i was very open with my manager and i told him this is what i'm going through and i have to take in between in between a work day i have to go to and meet, uh, go to the doctor and meet my therapist so i used to uh, uh, take 2 to 3 hours off every day in between work uh, okay every I, day you had to go every day i mean for at least uh, when once you find out you at least i was doing a session every day so okay. uh, for a week at least uh, you know for a week till i okay. till till i was pushed to meet the psychiatrist uh, okay. during this period i also uh, my my therapist uh, basically told me about this exercise uh, which is called the jpmr exercise this is a meditation calming exercise that mm-hmm. anyone can do mm-hmm. it takes about 7 uh, to 8 minutes it's an audio recording mm-hmm. uh, i can share it with your viewers or i can share it with you i you mm-hmm. just have to follow the follow the pattern and it immediately calms you down uh, and uh, is just a form of meditation and i started doing twice a week and it really really helped me i still do it uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it it helped me so for for teaching me that point right so how to do that uh, how to do that uh, meditation i had to go for sessions 
so uh, one is i ha- i was very honest and transparent with my uh, manager uh, mm-hmm. he understood what i was going through mm-hmm. uh, he was aware about my medicines he was aware about my therapy everything i was very transparent and well i did not face any issues with my uh, professional life in terms of uh, you know uh, that i have to uh that uh, i have uh, because of this i had to quit my job nothing so that worked out for me but it absolutely depends uh upon uh, you and your manager and your company how mm-hmm. open they are with mental health issues they should be first of all and also second uh, uh if you need some time off please take that time off mm-hmm. uh, your work can stop uh, nothing is more important than your mental health uh, yeah even if it is a billion dollar deal uh, mm-hmm. if you are not able to fiz- uh, uh, you know uh, figure this out uh, uh, in your head i would really really advise that uh, take some time off and just fix these things by meeting a therapist and psychiatrist and mm-hmm. get back to work whenever you are feeling fine mm-hmm. uh, but vardhaman tell me did you ever think that okay no i don't want to take medications now it's been 3 years and now i just if i just focus on my meditation and control my mind my anxiety will get controlled did you ever th- have the thought process and do you think it's even possible to do that leaving your medication and just focusing on your uh, meditation and you know living a better life uh, as i told you right so mm. i i have always had this discussion with my psychiatrist that mm. uh, you know uh, uh, hey i really want to get rid of medicines and uh, you know whenever i meet him he he is not ready to take that risk and i have always told him that you know i can manage myself mm. etc but there is a very very high chance of relapse he keeps telling me and uh, he said that once a relapse happen you know it can get very very worse so i have just accepted it mentally to be very honest with you that i have to take this uh, uh, throughout my lifetime mm-hmm. and i just don't want to uh, uh, you know i just first thing in the morning just after my breakfast i just take it and uh, obviously uh, this uh, just to point out this is not the only thing that can help you two more things that i i i do it that is i work out like four to five times a week and uh, 20 to 30 minutes or uh, any exercise that can help you uh, release serotonin second i started meditating uh, a 10 minute or there are too many meditation apps available so that also helps and then obviously you need to uh not keep googling about your symptoms all the time first mm-hmm. of all stop that please stop mm-hmm. don't do that okay so vardhaman you've been taking medications for 3 years now do you feel any difference in your situation oh yeah yeah i mean yeah uh i would say uh, you know people who say uh, ssris is not the answer i i don't agree with that uh i would say it has uh it has i've seen a tremendous at least 70 to 80% improvement uh mm-hmm. with with myself since the time i've started taking it uh just to give you some perspective uh, to you and your viewers mm-hmm. the first two weeks of your ssris are the worst two uh, first two weeks of your life mm-hmm. because your brain is getting used to the medicine and mm-hmm. it, it is basically impacting your neurotransmitters mm-hmm. and your body has to get adjust to it Mm-hmm. so you will feel fizzy and foggy all the time you will feel brain fog all the time for the first two weeks mm-hmm. and luckily i was with uh, my parents for first two weeks in delhi so mm-hmm. i had uh, uh, people around me so i that two weeks just passed i did not know how did it passed so it passed mm-hmm. after that you will feel you will start seeing the impact of the medicines it takes about i would say 3 to 4 weeks to k- kick in the impact 
and then you will start operating as a regular person and focus on your anything whatever your profession is and you will continue with your day to day life so i would say uh, if you are thinking twice about your medicines uh, i would highly advise if your psychiatrist is recommending please take it it has improved my it has improved my functioning day to day functioning and i've seen a at least an 80% improvement uh, with my anxiety and my thoughts Mm-hmm. and what about have you ever had an episode like for example in middle of the night and you you wanted help and if somebody gets one where can they go for help so by help you mean you wanted to speak to yeah. a therapist yeah so luckily i mean again uh, this is my personal experience so i'm just sharing that you know i uh, mm-hmm. i've had yes. so one of the things uh, during sri lanka uh, when the bomb attack happened yes uh, a kil- i was a kilometer away my house was kilometer away from the bomb attack mm. and uh, i have not i mean i was born and brought up in delhi you don't see bomb attacks in delhi uh, so so thankfully yeah thankfully yeah. and and uh, i was like what is this going on you know what, what is this and I, my brain could not function at that time luckily i have my therapist and my uh, psychiatrist on whatsapp all the time so i was okay. messaging and pinging them at odd hours and they were very very helpful in responding me so it is all about uh, finding the right therapist and the fi- finding the right psychiatrist and seeking help and say, reaching out to them i'm sure no none of the medical professionals will say no to not helping you out but it all depends upon uh, you know finding the right duo between a psychiatrist and a therapist which worked out for me uh, but i have always been uh, i've i'm not i've not been a shy person in terms of reaching out to them whenever i wanted to i still reach out to them and give them a call whenever i want to and as a person who's going through ocd uh, vardhaman what do you suggest in terms of having your psychiatrist and the therapist in the same city that you live in sometimes you know people hop a lot again i would say that uh, i uh, i still take i mean obviously because of covid i am not able to meet her uh, my therapist mm. so she's in bangalore and my psychiatrist is in bangalore i would say psychiatrist you can still manage offline because it's still uh, you know it's a phone conversation and you can actually speak to him about your uh, uh, you know what is happening etc with your medicines etc a telemedicine kind of an approach mm. but i have uh, i have personally found face to face therapy better than skype therapy okay uh, this is my personal opinion that i like it that mm. i i like meeting my therapist in terms of just having that conversation face to face i'm not uh, over skype uh, at least with my therapist but psychiatrist yes if you have uh, it remotely i do not think uh, it matters so much as compared to your therapist okay so it's always better to have them near around you yeah, in the same yeah, city it's yeah. always better to have a face to face conversation yeah. than a virtual skype conversation yeah. that's great and, and and you feel that you will have to continue your medications for uh, the rest of your life i think so uh, till the mm-hmm. time there is some miracle that happens that there is a surgery and you have to you will get your rid of medicine ocd i don't mind taking it uh, to be honest i do not see any side effects at all and uh, as i told you uh, i supplemented with certain more things yeah. uh, one is uh, you're working out and meditation and obviously uh, making sure that you are continuing with your day to day life and keeping yourself busy mm-hmm. so it's uh, it has uh, so i uh, it's just that medicine will not help you alone you need something to be you know you need to make that effort is mm-hmm. what i'm trying to say 
another self harming thought still coming uh sometimes mm. it doesn't stop uh, yeah. uh, in sometimes obviously uh, i get it uh, mm-hmm. because because of what's happening on covid etc i i started i think 3 weeks back i had to take my clonazepam because i had an episode of uh, you know my thoughts were just getting out of uh, out of control so i usually just take it out and take that pill and just go to sleep and next morning i'm fine but uh, it's self controllable because your what happens is you brain train yourself that mm. okay i uh, i i can manage this i can handle this this is this thought has come uh, irrationally to me at least a million times now mm-hmm. and i know how to react and i do not have to give importance to this thought so my mm-hmm. brain understands now so that's how things are much better All right, Vardhaman. Thank you so much for sharing your experience and your life with us. Um, I hope our viewers, uh, you know, get the dose of knowledge from this and understand themselves better, and do not use the medications that you are <laughs> recommending and the names you are taking in the podcast. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Sure. I hope you guys found this episode informative, and in case you. Want to connect to us? Tell us about your stories. You know where to find us on our website, Epilog Media. You can also find us on our Instagram and Twitter handle, which is Epilog Media and Metaphysical Lab. And the follow-up to this episode will be another episode, which is with a psychologist who is treating a varied forms of OCDs. So tune in for that as well. Till then, take good care of yourself. I'm Sujitha signing off. <laughs>